Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am so glad that you're here today. This show is a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. You can think of it as a therapy session with your best friend. Oftentimes, God brings things up because they are on the way out. Let's lean into the topic that God's bringing up today on taking time to make the day of those around you. Be sure to stick around until the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Karen Eman is a New York Times best-selling author. She's a speaker with Proverbs 31 Ministries and a writer for Encouragement for Today. She's authored 15 books and has been featured on numerous media outlets, including foxnews.com, Today Parenting, redbook.com, crosswalk.com, and Home Life Magazine. Today, we're chatting about her latest book, Make Their Day, 101 Simple, Powerful Ways to Love Others. This episode, it was full of practical ways to love those in your life, most of which cost no money at all. So, Let's jump into that conversation that I had with Karen right now. Well, hello, Karen, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here today. So before we jump into our questions, I like to ask my guest, what is maybe one fun random fact about you that I didn't read in your professional bio? Hmm, probably that I have a hidden talent and I I won't do it now because we don't want to uh, eat into the time, but I can say all 50 states in order in less than a minute. What? How's that for random? <laughs> wow. Have you ever demonstrated that? Like, I have. Okay. I have. I actually did it on my pastor's podcast. He like called me on the carpet and said, I want to see you do it. But I don't know how I learned how to do that in high school, but I did. I think I memorized him for a test or something, but I talk really fast. So I thought, I wonder how fast I could say all these 50 states. Yeah. And so that's, that's my little known hidden talent. There you go. Do you, do you feel up to showing it today or would you rather not? <laughs> I could try, but I have only had one cup of coffee, so I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Well, I won't, I won't make you, but I can't be responsible if listeners reach out and are like, all right, we need a video of you. So why don't you do that? Why don't you record it and put it on Instagram for us to go, all go. watch? That would be a, a great reel. I don't know if you do reels or IGTVs, but... I think that would be amazing. So just an idea for you. And we'll all go, we'll all go comment and share it for you. Um, Okay. Well, I love that. That's super cool. I definitely can't do that. That's not even on my radar to do something like that. So that's impressive. (laughs) Um, So we are today, you've released a couple, how many books have you written in total? Uh, This one that I just released is number 16. Wow. That's amazing. And so did you release two this year? Or one last year and one this year? I released a one in late 2020, and then I released one in early 2021, and I have another one coming in late 2021. Because, you know, the pandemic happened, and so all my speaking events got canceled. Yeah. And I had all this extra time, so I thought, boy, these book ideas I've had, I might as well just crank them out now while I'm sitting home, you know, isolating and self social distancing and stuff. So Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Uh, well, that's super inspiring. Anytime I meet authors that have written tons of books, I'm just always want to just sit here and pick your brain and be like, huh, how did you do that? That's amazing. Also, I love your, uh, the listeners can't see, so I won't take too much time with this, but you have a really cute pink phone behind you. Oh. So. <laughs> it was my daughter's phone in high school. Uh, she was 
in the day and age where people have every, everybody, all my friends had cell phones, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. So we said, we'll get her a, a landline, a cute, curly retro 1950s pink phone. So that's what she had in her high school bedroom. And when she moved out, she gave it to me. That is so fun. I love that. That's a great idea, by the way. Um, okay. So I have your most two recent books. The first one is the reach out and gather in. And then the next one that released this year, correct, is make their day. Yes. Okay. Both of these are such great books, but because I keep these interviews less than 30 minutes, we can't dive into both. So I decided we would talk about Make Their Day because I have to be honest, this was one of the most fun books I've received in the mail lately. Like I seriously like was flipping through it. I think partially because it's practical. I'm all about practical. Also, my love language is gifts. And so it was like speaking my love language in so many ways. So talk to me about where did the idea for this book come from? Well, I've over the years just collected a lot of ideas. Mostly they began with my mom. My mom and I are very different personalities. Like I just love to talk and My husband always teases that I talk so much that if I pass away before he does, he's going to put a period on my tombstone because she's finally done talking, you know, but I'm kind of this outgoing life of the party kind of person. But my mom was a very quiet person. She's a great listener. And even though our personalities are very different, there was something in her life that I saw that I just really wanted to emulate. And it was the fact that she was always listening and on the lookout, noticing people and doing just some little special something. It could be even that she heard him mention once what their favorite candy bar was and she was in the store and she saw they were on sale and she bought a couple. And then on a day that it was kind of a rough day for that person, she would leave one on their desk or, you know, whatever. And just was always on the lookout for just these little simple inexpensive ways to make other people's day. And I, I saw her live like that. And I saw how much joy it brought, you know, it's really true that it's better to give than receive. And so over my adult, you know, couple of decades here, I've, tried to do some of those same ideas and I've compiled a lot of them. And I had a couple of friends say, you should put those all in a notebook so I can borrow your notebook sometime. And I thought, well, maybe I could make it a book. Nah, I don't know. But then my publisher approached me and said, Hey, we have this, I, this idea for a book. You should put all your creative ideas for blessing other people in one book. And I thought, okay, I guess I'll do it. So that's yeah. kind of how make their day came about. That's so cool. And you know, I think we discount so often how, like you said, something like leaving a candy bar to somebody to us, you know, we can feel like, well, that's not a big deal. But to some people, it really makes their day, you know, yeah. like, and to, to especially know that you were that they were listening. Mm-hmm. And they picked up on what your favorite candy bar was mm-hmm. like, that just shows that they were thinking about you. Yeah, not just thinking about themselves. Yeah, I think that's why my top love language is gifts. It's it's not about the monetary value. I don't care if you spent, you know, hundreds of dollars. It's you knew what my favorite color was, or you knew what my yes. favorite candy was, or it, you were paying attention to me enough to know what kind of stuff I like. And so that that's one of the reasons I love that. Okay, so your book actually has 101 great ideas, to be exact. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, if somebody were to pick up this book and they're like, okay, where do I start? What would you recommend? Like just looking right around us and and where can they start with this? And do you recommend just starting at the front, flipping through? What, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I made it in different categories. So it's not just a brain dump of 101 ideas, but there's eight different categories. There's your family, your friends, your fellow church members, you know, things you can do in your community when you're out and about. So I love to start with your family first. So I think I would probably flip to the section about family, which is section two. It starts with friends and then family is second. And just pick 
you know, one really simple idea to do with someone in your family, because it's not, you know, so scary <laughs> if people are a little hesitant to do something. And there's even sections for doing things for strangers. So maybe they could work their way up, starting with family and, and friends, and then go to people around your community or in your church or even strangers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, even, I don't know if your target market is for women or not with this, but my husband enjoys this book because some people don't think naturally, I think about some of these kinds of things. And so just, you know, for people who need some little jump start to like, Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I had never thought of that. So I I love how how practical it is. Um, what so let's talk about that. What are some of your favorite ideas in the book that you have? Oh, goodness. So let me think, do you want to have a specific category in mind? Of- um, yeah, I know. I loved that. By the way, I love that you had the categories. Okay, so number 98, I actually have done this one before. And I don't know which category is this. I'm looking, we're both looking at the book right now. It's I know, so fun. I'm flipping because um, I can't memorize it. Oh. Even though I wrote all 101, I don't have the memories. Oh, opening your home. Yes. Throwing a My Favorite Things party. Yeah, my friend Nikki did this one time. Yeah. So I'm actually sad about this because for the last, I don't know how many years at Christmas I did this, but this year with COVID oh. and stuff, I didn't. So then I started to think about, and I, this is something I want to talk to you about, some of these, um, how with the current culture that we're living in, the pandemic and all of this, how can we, instead of just going, well, great, I can't do any of these things. How can we think outside the box and go, okay, we, we may not have an in-person gathering this year, but maybe we could do this instead. What are some ideas there? Well, luckily this book was really fast tracked and I wrote it at the height of the pandemic. I wrote it in June of 2020. So I kept in mind a lot of uh, people are going to need ways to do this virtually. And there's actually a whole section for doing things across the miles. But um, the My Favorite Things part, yeah, you probably could have adapted that to virtual, but it would have been a lot of postage of yeah. people mailing their thing. So the concept of a My Favorite Things party, well, how did you do yours? Did you do it like I explained in the book? I mean, I've seen a couple different ways of doing it. Yeah, um, we did it to where people would um, bring three of their favorite thing, like all three the yeah. same thing. And then we would and randomly- did you have a, a, a dollar limit? I think we did $10 or 15 something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I suggest five. Um, but yeah, you pick something that is one of your very favorite things that's like under $10. And then you buy five of those and wrap them and then have your little party there with your coffee bar and your little goodies or whatever. And people could come and just kind of visit and have, you know, if you do it at Christmas time, have Christmas carols going, or if you do it another time, just have some music going and then have a basket where people put their names on slips of paper and they drop them in the basket. So everybody is going to write their name five times, fold it and put it in the basket. And then each person takes a, a turn telling about their favorite thing item, you know, and showing when you might want to bring yours that's unwrapped that you use. I remember mine was um, this really cool. I don't even know what you call it. It was like a, a silicone tea cup cover. So you put your tea bag in your hot water in your teacup, and then you put that little like round cover on it, but it had a little slit on the side so that then you could like lift your tea bag and this fold the silicone thing in half and squeeze your tea bag. I mean, it was the silliest thing, but I use it like every day. So you explain your little gift to the group and then, um, then you take that basket and you pick out five names and those five people get your favorite thing. And so everybody came with five things to the party, their favorite things, and then they go home with five new things. And it's just a super simple and fun way. And yeah, if you want to up the dollar amount, then you can drop how many items they bring. So maybe they only bring three. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the fun part too was we all were introduced to new things that became our staples, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a fun way to get to know your friends as well. Um, okay. So let's pr- talk about a few other types of categories. Um, you mentioned husband. What's What are a couple ways that you could shower your husband with some love? Well, one thing is actually an idea that I put in the book that I did way back in college when my husband was not even my fiance. He was just my boyfriend. And I remember, I think it was for Valentine's Day. I don't think it was his birthday because it was, there was snow on the ground. So it must've been Valentine's Day, but I took a piece of poster board and I wrote out a love letter to him, but I left some words blank. And instead I put a, a candy bar or a little bag of candy there. So I have an example actually in the book. This is for a friend though. This isn't necessarily for a husband, but you could adapt it. And it it says this, please don't label me a nerd. So you put a box of nerds and snicker at me for this message. So you put a snicker bar since you are such a sweet tart, sweetheart, and I adore you to Reese's pieces. I wanted to take some extra time and you put the extra gum on there and so on, you know, give you mounds of love, take five and enjoy the day. I mean, you just can go to the candy bar aisle and, you know, especially not just the little one by the checkout, but like go to the actual candy aisle. And I'm sure you could come up because I did this so long ago, you could come up with even more ways. And it's so fun to give them this poster that's got this little love message spelled out, but part of the message is with candy. That's so cute. My kids would love that too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I feel like it's a little bit easier to shower our family and friends with things because we know them. What about for strangers? Well, I like to really encourage people to look out for those necessary people. I know in the pandemic we call a lot of people essential workers. Well, before the pandemic, I used to call people necessary people and they weren't just essential workers. So they weren't just medical and fire and police and all of that, but just those people that you need in your life, it's necessary for you to have them to get life done. So necessary people bring you your mail. They teach your kids, they polish your nails, they cut your hair, they clean your teeth. So what are some ways that you can show them that you're grateful for them? You know, just on a random Tuesday afternoon, you know, maybe it's that you show up to your dentist appointment with a platter of homemade goodies. Or maybe it's that when you're at your favorite coffee house and your favorite barista is making your high maintenance coffee drink, at least I have a high maintenance coffee drink. I don't know if you do, (laughs) Um, but you know, you've tucked in a little uh, gift card to a local bookstore or something, and you just slip it to them and say, thank you for making my high maintenance coffee drink all year and doing it with a smile. I really appreciate you. So just be on the lookout out and about in your town for those people who you need in your life, they're necessary people and do something to just brighten their day. And even if it's just stopping and saying a kind word to them, there is a grocery store clerk at our local Walmart who is so much joy. Like she just radiates joy. And I always want to get in her line because she's like, Oh, hi, honey, how you doing? You know, she's got real big puffy hair and bright red lipstick. And she's just as sweet and Southern as they come, even though I'm up here in Michigan. Um, But she's just such a joy. And I remember one day just saying, you know, you just make my day. Every time I come through your line, you're always so cheerful. You always want to know what I'm out and about doing. You always seem interested in my kids when my kids are in tow with me. And just stopping to tell her that I get in your line on purpose because you're such a spark of joy really made her day. So it can Mm. even be as simple as using your words. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point because I know for some people listening, um, you know, of course, budget is a a concern for a lot of people and going, man, I like the idea of doing this, but I don't have even an extra five or ten dollars lying around to, Mm -hmm. you know, to to do this kind of stuff. What are some budget um, friendly ideas to, to make people stay? 
Oh, here's a couple budget-friendly ones that are also good for long distance. So maybe you want to craft a playlist for a friend. Do you have a friend that's going through a hard time and they're really worried and anxious? Well, find your top 10 songs um, that are worship songs that really help you focus your mind and trust in God and make a playlist for them. Or maybe you want to make a lock screen for their phone. There's apps and free apps and free um websites that walk you through doing this. And maybe you make a picture of the two of you and a really fun time that will bring up a great memory for them and put a Bible verse about friendship on it or a, a funny quote. that's kind of a private joke between the two of you or something. And just simply one day text them and say, Hey, I made this for you. You might want to make this your lock screen on the phone. I mean, there are a lot of ways that you can do things digitally that are free or also just, you know, resurrect the, the old fashioned art of writing a handwritten letter. Does anybody listening out there remember handwritten letters? When I get a handwritten letter in the mail, I don't know, it just does something to me. Not only does it just bless my soul, but um, it's a little good motivator for me because I have this little habit, I guess it's a little personal practice that I won't open any personal mail until I make sure my kitchen's clean after dinner. <laughs> and so like I motivate myself thinking I got to do all these dishes and wipe down the counter so I can open that letter from my college friend, Kelly. I can't wait to see, you know, if it's a card, sometimes she tucks a little bag of tea in it or something. And it's just a really fun and simple, inexpensive, you know, less than a dollar. If you've got stationery or note cards laying around, put a stamp on it. It's going to be less than a dollar. But just writing a letter, telling them what they mean to you or sharing a fun or favorite memory can really brighten someone's day. Yeah, I am with you on the letter. I have a friend who recently sent me a handwritten note and on the outside of the envelope, she'd put a sticker of Wonder Woman. And, you know, on the on the note, she oh, was fun. like, you're Wonder Woman. And same thing. I mean, that that blessed me so much just to know that she was thinking of me. She took time to do a handwritten note and then, you know, a, a sticker that was inspiring on there. And so I love those ideas. Those are so good. Today's episode is brought to you by Joymail the monthly newsletter I release that's full of resources that deliver a little joy and practical action steps into your inbox and life. To sign up, simply head to rachelgilbert.com, click the Start Here tab, and sign up for the newsletter right there. Okay, so you talked about that there's some different essential type people. Uh, you you strike me as um, one of the people who is really good at, are you good at like gift giving and things like that? Or does that come naturally for you? Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. was gonna say, yeah. I, I would think so. But um, so let's, let's talk about teachers. They are for sure, you know, <laughs> they've gone through a lot in the last, you know, they've always been amazing with all the things that they do. But especially right now, you know, they're teaching having to do virtual and in person and, you know, right. all the things. So what are some practical ways we could bless teachers right now? Well, if you have a small child, um, just learning their to, you know, write by hand. I think it's fun to have them handwrite something to their teacher in their very own personal handwriting, have them mail them a little letter. And maybe you as a mom could just on a random day, send them a letter with a coffee house card, maybe even if it's just $5 so that they can go there to grade their papers that night. When, you know, at least if the coffee houses are open here in Michigan, they, they just now have opened here as we're uh, recording this, but just, Stopping on a random day for a teacher is so important. I have a friend that was a teacher for years and she said to me, you know, I, I'm not saying I didn't appreciate all of the Apple themed gifts I got every year for Christmas, especially ornaments. You know, she could do a couple trees in her house with her Apple themed ornaments. But she said what really 
stands out to me is those couple of times that I can remember when a parent sent me an email on a brand new day. There was no reason we weren't talking about their child. Parent teacher conferences weren't coming up. There was no problem with their child, but they just said, Hey, I was just thinking about you. And I just wanted to let you know, we are so grateful to have you in our son or daughter's life. And we're just ever grateful for the time and effort you pour into being their teacher this year. Thank you so much. And she said, I can remember those people. I can remember their kids' names and I can remember getting that either email or a handwritten letter from a parent. Uh, Another fun thing to do if you have smaller children is to sit your child down and ask them a bunch of questions about their teacher. Like how old are they? Uh, How many kids do they have? What color are their eyes? What size is their shoe? You know, ask a lot of questions that have numbers in them. And then make up like a quiz and put the questions on one side and then in jumbled order, not in the correct order, put the child's answers on the other side and make it a little test for the teacher that they have to draw a line from the question to the answer. Cause it's hilarious. My, my niece, I gave her this idea at Christmas and it was hilarious what her child said, you know, about oh, my, my teacher is, you know, 92. <laughs> How many children does she have? 13. What size shoe does she wear? One, you know? And so they were just cracking up when they saw all these different answers because on the back, then you give them the right answer key of what the child actually said. And it's just kind of a little fun way to yeah. do something for them. I love that. That's such a fun idea. And you know, you're right about the email thing. I feel like that applies to so many professions in that, unfortunately, a lot of times the only time we hear from somebody is when they're disgruntled (laughs) or have something negative to say or a bone to pick or whatever. But very rarely do people come and just say, hey, I love what you're doing. You're really helping or you're doing great or I appreciate you, you know? (laughs) Well, and that even translates to, you know, when I'm talking about necessary people, that even translates to, when you're going to the grocery store or the department store or you're being waited on in a restaurant, my father was a restaurant owner for decades. And I remember how much it meant to him when somebody said, I want to speak to the manager. And it was not because they were upset, but they said, I want to let you know your waitress is the bomb. I mean, I've been going to diners my whole life and she's the best waitress. She just, you know, paid a lot of attention to us, but she wasn't, you know, um, overly in our face or bothering us. She let us talk and enjoy our food, but she always waited on us. She had a smile and we just loved her. So I have the habit of, you know, if I go through a checkout line with someone that's just fabulous, you know, I will walk over to the service desk and I'll say, I need to speak to a manager. And of course they always come and say, you know what? And I'm like, you know, that guy down there on on aisle seven, he's, he's phenomenal. He was so much fun. He just made my day. He, you know, was really careful when he bagged my stuff, but he was very friendly when we were, you know, sitting there chatting and he was ringing up my stuff and he deserves a latte or something today because employees like him make me want to come back to your store. And it always gets such a response from those managers. They'll say, you know what? I rarely about one of my stellar employees. Yeah, I love that. And then I'm sure that employee, their day is made for sure, too. So the manager and the employees and then the whole organization, of course, probably overheard the conversation or other employees might have. And it it kind of inspires them to go, oh, wow, I would love for somebody to, you know, (laughs) tell the manager about me like that as well. Yeah. And as much as I don't like to stay on the phone any longer than I have to, I do it, too, when I've called customer service or when I've been on the phone with the airlines and somebody's really solved my problem and been cheerful. I'll say, can I please speak to your supervisor? I just want to let you know it's nothing bad. Like, I don't want them to think they're in trouble. And um, I'll say the same thing. I'll say they need to, you know, to be given a 
a card to the a coffee house or something because they make me want to fly with your airline again. Wow. See, and this is another budget-friendly idea that we can all do on zero cents and just taking some extra time to to make sure people know that we appreciate them. I love this so much. So I have a goal uh, with your book to um, every time I do one of the things to circle it so I can just see like how many of them That's I get through. That's a great idea. Yeah. I love um, that. Golly, now I want to go back. I wish I would have known that before. I should have made little check boxes so people could check it off when they've done the idea. Oh, I'm a checks box girl. Yeah, that would have. Uh, yeah, no, but but we can circle. We can highlight. It's all good. Um, so I love to the back of the book. Tell them about the goodies that are in the back of the book. As a mom and a wife, I got real excited about some of these. So, <laughs> well, yeah, 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 a lot of them do have to do with family. Yeah. So if I ever give an idea that needs um, a recipe card with it, a gift tag with it or a certificate, they're all pre-printed and loving, you know, lovely design with lovely designs in the back. So let me give one for example. Okay. So I give this idea of granting a mom, a mom's day off. So you are going to treat your friend's children or, you know, your relatives, children to a day of fun and healthy food while they're given a mom's day off. So in the back, there is a certificate that you photocopy and then you fill in and then you mail it to them. And it says on the day of your choosing between the hours of blank and blank, your kids will be loved, cared for and properly fed while you enjoy some time off from the important job of motherhood. And then it tells them all the things they can do on that day, but the things they can't do, like they can't go home and get caught up in laundry. You know, they, they can't be reading a parenting book. They need to read a book for pleasure. And then it says to claim your prize text maxed out mom. And then you put your phone number to this phone number, and you'll receive a call back within 24 hours to schedule your day. So yeah. that's just a really fun. And again, does that cost? It doesn't cost anything except yeah. maybe to feed their kids that day, but you're just going to feed them something you already have in the house, right? For lunch. Yeah. And so when I give a fun, inexpensive idea like that, that needs like some kind of certificate designed, I didn't want people to have to go to go to their computer and type this all out. I just wanted it to be simple and quick. They can just photocopy it on cardstock and cut it out and send it to their friend. Yeah. And you know, the other reason I love this is because I have had times where I have offered with my words to moms, hey, if you ever want a mom's day out, I'd be happy to watch your kids. How many times do they actually come to me and go, hey, I'd like to take you up on that? No, because that's awkward. And I understand right. that. You know, it's nobody wants to be like, so were you serious about that offer? But if they actually had a gift certificate like in their hand where they could go, okay, I want to redeem this. I don't know. It makes me feel like I think they would mm -hmm. redeem it, you know, and I just yeah. that's just such a fun idea. And I also loved all the little cute little labels and stuff you had, because um, for someone like me, I'm not good at designing things and making up certificates. So I'm like, oh, I could just copy that. That's so cool. I love that so much. So for those of you guys listening, you need to just get the book. Um, lots of great ideas in here. One final thing I wanted to ask you about before we hop off here is, you know, there might be some people listening who go. I, they're down themselves and they don't like necessarily, um, feel like, how do we overcome when we are not really in a place ourselves to give to others? Does that make sense? Like when, when you're not in a, a good headspace yourself and you're just kind of like, well, I would love if somebody would make my day, you know, <laughs> how, how can we get past that? <laughs> that's, that's funny. You should ask that because that brings me back to where we started. And that's with my mom. I remember being in middle school and coming home, I think I had not gotten invited to a slumber party. I think that was the issue that was just so traumatic for me. And I remember sitting at the dining room table with my mom and just pouring my heart out to her about, you know, how upset I was. And she said something that I've never forgotten. She said, you know what, honey, 
I want to tell you something. Whenever you feel like you're down in the dumps, situations aren't going your way, and you're you know feeling kind of depressed to have the blues, whatever, you need to remember this. There's always somebody out there who has life worse off than you. So here's what you do. You go find that person and you do something to make their day. And when you do in a strange way, it makes yours as well. And even, you know, studies have proven this in, you know, psychological studies that the best way to pull yourself out of a funk is to go find somebody in a deeper funk and do something for them, you know? So when you're in your kitchen grousing, cause you think your kitchen's so small and so outdated and uh, you're just, you know, wanting to pull your hair out because you're watching all these, you know, see, cause what we do is we watch all these fixer upper shows and we compare ourselves to them or we see our people on social media that seem to have life better than us. We're, we're looking at the wrong people. So you don't look at those people. You go, you know, for that woman who has that small kitchen, how about you go serve at a shelter for battered women someday, women who don't have a kitchen because they've had to flee their home. And guess what? Your kitchen doesn't look so bad after all. So I think my mom was right. You need to quit looking at those people who seem to have life better than you. I call it coming apart at the seams because it seems like they have a better marriage. It seems like they have more well-behaved kids. It seems like they have everything better off. Stop looking at those people and, and playing that comparison game. Instead, go look for those people who surely don't have life as well off as you and do something financially, emotionally, you know, physically for them, break their yard, you know, you know break, take your kids to break the yard of the widow who's lonely on a day when they're like, I'm bored. There's no friends to play with. Well, guess what? That lady across the street, nobody ever visits her. Let's go visit her. You know, get your eyes off yourself is what my mom used to say. And it's true. It, it somehow completely shifts your perspective. Get your eyes off yourself. That is such a good, powerful reminder. And also, I'm never going to forget what you just said, coming apart at the seams. I've never heard anybody say that. And that flipped the script. I mean, I've heard that saying before, but not with that perspective. That's really, really great way to wrap up our conversation today. Um, before we go, what is the best way that people can, one, get all your books, really, um, and two, connect with you in the online space? The best way is just to go to my website, KarenEman.com, and Eman is spelled E-H-M-A-N. And not only are there ways to, you know, get my books, but I have a lot of free downloadable things and free five-day challenges that I like to give to people just to give a little taste of my writing and see if they actually want to purchase a book before they, they purchase it. So they can take advantage of that too. Awesome. Well, Karen, thank you again for taking time to come on today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Well, it is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement in your life right now. Today's episode was full of practical tips, really, um, that you could use to bless someone. But sometimes, I don't know about you, if we have too many ideas, we do none of them. We kind of think, oh, that's a good idea. I'll remember that for another day. But I want to challenge us to take action today. I'm going to give us two things that all of us can do, myself included, that cost nothing. And I want you to make it a goal to do it today, not tomorrow, not three days from now, not next week. I mean, you're welcome to do them all those days, but do it today. Here's the first one. Ask God to highlight a stranger that you can give a sincere compliment to. I loved Karen's idea about asking for the manager and then telling them how great their employees served you today. I think that would totally make somebody's, not only their day, probably their week and their month and possibly some people's year. The second thing is be intentional in showing love to one of your friends or your family members. 
You could do something like leave them a note, bake their favorite dessert, or take care of something for them without them even asking. Well, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. If you haven't already left a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show, would you mind taking a moment to do that today? I read every single review that comes through and it helps other people find the show as well. All right, friends, that's all that we have. I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.